Today on the show, I'm talking with Tammy Schellenberg. We met years ago in college when we both took the same photography class. That's when I realized photography wasn't for me. But it definitely was for Tammy. She's a talented photographer and mom to four, including twin girls. I invited Tammy on the show because her mama notes that she writes on social media are super inspiring and remind me to take things a little bit slower and cherish the time I have with my young kids, even if it's hard. And I basically cry through the whole interview. So if you hear sobs, that's just me being me. Hey, I'm Amber. I have five young kids, including a set of boy-girl twins. My kids were all born within six and a half years of each other. That's a lot of kids in a little amount of time. It's been quite the journey parenting all these kids so close in age. I've learned a ton over the years, and people often come to me for advice. But just because I have five kids doesn't mean I know everything. I believe the people living it and doing it are the real experts. So that's why each week I'll sit down with a real expert, one of my friends, a mom like you, to get all the advice you asked for, and some you didn't. This is Neighborhood Twin Mom. Welcome to the Neighborhood. Thanks for coming on the show, Tammy. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Let's start with telling us a little bit about your family. Okay, so I have a daughter that's nine, a little boy that's six, and then three-year-old twin girls. They're almost four. Um, we're currently living in West Virginia. We're, we've been here for a couple months, and we're probably going to be here maybe another month or two. We're not sure. Ever since we've been here, we didn't know if it was going to be a couple weeks or six months. We're here just temporary. It's the most temporary place we've been because usually we're a few years in every place we go around the country. So that's where we're at right now. And your twins, tell me if that was a surprise or not when you found out you're pregnant with twins. I think it's always a surprise when you find out your twins. You have twins for the most part. But for us, it was a surprise. But at the same time, it wasn't because before I got pregnant with my second, we had gone through a few years of trying and not being able to get pregnant and a lot of different doctors and different treatments. We tried a lot of different things and um, really struggled. And it was really hard. And I remember one day, my friend, this is when we were living in Houston, Texas, I had a friend who told me out of the blue, I had this dream that you were pregnant with twins. And I clung to that. It was an exciting thing to even consider because we were struggling so much to have another child. And so I really hung on to that. And really, I didn't know if it was just a fluke or whatever, but I tried to believe it was possible. So it was a little piece of faith that I held on to. And we ended up having my little boy. And so I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't anything. But the next pregnancy, because I had trouble with my pregnancies and miscarriages and stuff, they would test my HCG every couple weeks or something. And I remember it was doubling a lot faster. And I thought, I wonder if that's a sign of twins. And so I, when I looked that up, it said that it was, and I, I really was thinking, oh, maybe this is twins. Maybe this is when it, when I have the twins. So I had a little bit of heads up, but I'll tell you, when we saw those two little babies in there, it was the most surprising, exciting thing, because it, again, it brought up those feelings of just excitement that this, we could have more children, which is just a really happy thing. So crazy. It was like crazy to me, but at the same time, really exciting. How many weeks along were you when you had the ultrasound that said you were pregnant with twins? I was only eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we knew quite early. And how did your other kids take it? Did they understand what that meant? I think they did. My daughter would always draw our family picture and she'd put two little babies in my tummy. They were really excited. So how old was your oldest then when your twins were born, I guess? She was five. I think she just turned five. And my little boy Hiram was two. He had just turned two. 
Okay. And how did your, was your pregnancy, you had, you said you had lots of miscarriages before. So was, did you have additional care with your twin pregnancy and how did your twin pregnancy go? Yeah, it wasn't so much that I had a lot of miscarriages. I had some miscarriages, but it was, it was more just that it was so hard to get pregnant so that they were wanting to watch everything. But the pregnancy was, was fine for the most part. I was in North Dakota at the time living in a really small town and the people there were so wonderful and so good. And we loved our friends there, but we had no family nearby. The winter that I was pregnant with them was very cold. It seemed like for many weeks, we did not hardly get above zero degrees, especially 20 degrees. And so I actually slumped into a depression of of sorts while I was pregnant with the twins. And I was put on somewhat of a bed rest. It was a modified bed rest because of some issues I'd had in the past and some of the signs that were coming up again. It was like my cervix was shortening or something. Which I think is more common with twins, I think. Yeah. And I had that with my first. And so with the twins, I was actually more concerned than this doctor. And then with the two little ones and my husband working and everything, it was just it was really hard. I was really struggling a lot. I actually, when I was about 30, let's say 36 weeks or 35 weeks, we made the drive down to Utah because I just wanted to be with family. Maybe it wasn't 36. No, it was 32, I think. Yeah, 32 weeks. We made the drive down to Utah to just be with family. And Jake dropped us off. My husband dropped us off there and went back to work in North Dakota because I just needed to be near people and I needed more warmth and more sunshine and more, I don't know, everything. We have long winters here too. So I feel you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, my husband, he was on call at that point, hoping he could make it for whenever they were reborn. I had a false alarm at 36 weeks. So he flew out or actually I think he drove, he drove out and was with us. Actually, maybe he flew. I can't even remember. Anyway, he was with us for about two weeks before they were born. So that was really fun to have him there. And course he was there in time for it and everything went well the delivery was great we were able to have him vaginally and then we weren't sure what we were going to do about going back and when we would go back and I thought it would take a number of weeks to recover and just to adjust but by the time came when he was going to leave which is about a week after they were born I just didn't want to be without him because it was a lot of work it was so much work and I knew family was going to be helpful. I was living with his parents at the time and I knew they were going to be helpful, but at the same time, I just did not want to be without him. So can you speak a little bit to changing your doctor so late in the game? Like you were 30 ish weeks and you. Yeah, but to me it was worth it. So I didn't really love my doctor back where I was. I had actually switched already once, which is not like me. I'm pretty chill, pretty pretty laid back, but I didn't feel like they were taking it very seriously, the twin pregnancy and some of my past history. And I was fine switching. And I just had to find a doctor out in Salt Lake and it was great. We found a great doctor and it all worked out. Things just work out, you know, they always work out. I get that um, question a lot though from friends when they are with a physician that they don't get along with or that they just don't feel comfortable with well I'm already this many weeks so I can't switch now but I switched three times with my twin pregnancy too I don't care how far along you are you want to feel comfortable when you're delivering your baby babies yeah so then you guys have moved around a ton so how long were you guys in North Dakota with your newborns and what was the newborn stage like being with a family yeah yeah so when they were one week we went back with Jake, we did the long drive of newborn 
twins, one week old twins. And I took my mother with me. I asked her last minute, like two days before, even the day before, could you come with us? And she did. She was so kind. And she stayed with us for three weeks. And when she left, I mean, we wore her to the bone. I was giving 150% of everything I could. The twins had colic. And so they had reflux and they were they were so uncomfortable and cried all the time and needed to be held all the time and hardly slept during the day at all. More than 20 minute segments here and there. Oh my gosh. It was really hard. And I remember we wore her out entirely. And I remember when she left, she said, I don't know how you're going to do it. And oh I my said, gosh. I don't know either. <laughs> and it was so scary, but we did it. And I just realized every time someone asks me who's pregnant with twins, like, how do you do it? I just say, you just do it. You just do it and you can do it. You wouldn't be having these babies unless you could. And, and so you just do it. There's not much you can do except just figure it out. Yeah. But there are things that make life with newborns easy. What is something that you found that made life with newborn twins and two toddlers easier? Okay, so accepting help. That was one thing. We were in a little church community there and everyone was pretty spread out. So it was a huge thing for them to come out and help us out. And really all I needed was someone to hold babies. And I remember the youth, there were some young women who would come and they drove 20 to 30 minutes away every time to come and just hold babies. And I accepted that help as hard as it was because I knew how much it was putting their parents out to drive and all that. But I needed it so much that I think accepting help was a huge one and many meals that were brought in. And... Let's see. I don't know. I don't know that there was any like one thing that was really helpful. That's huge. That was advice given to me when I was pregnant with twins. And when someone said, oh, let me know what you need, la la la. I'd say, okay, I'm writing your name on the fridge and I'm putting you and I will call you. And they'd say, oh, no, I'm serious. Please do. And I would. I had a list of people who were sincerely, let me know what I can do. And I was like, okay, Uh I will call you at five o'clock in the morning when I cannot handle what's going on with my life. Yeah. And I remember like they would do that. They would say, Hey, do you need help? And I would say, yeah, can you just come here and help with this or that or hold babies? And I remember, because it's so hard to fathom even now, like what it was like at that time with the newborn twins. But I remember I had some friends come over to help out with whatever, and just to play and bring their kids. And I remember I was so grateful they were holding babies just so I could make quesadillas. Like I was so enthralled to be able to just make quesadillas because I felt like I could hardly even fix myself a bowl of cereal and eat it. I had to like take a bite and then go back and take a bite. There was no break. And I remember my husband and I thinking, this is one of the hardest times of our lives, but it didn't last forever. The first three months were super, super hard because my babies had reflux and it was very hard with two, let alone one. And then we came out of that and it was still challenging with the two, but you just get stronger. You just get stronger and you look back and you think, we did that. That was really hard. And we, did it. We totally did that. And so I think it's just, it's empowering. It's hard. It's so hard in the moment, but you do it, you get through it. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I feel like that was pretty amazing. I agree. You don't think it in the moment. I had, a, no. um, I was carrying both of my twins in a twin in their car seats and a mom who had nine-year-old twins at the time said, oh, I miss this face and I wanted to turn around and punch her in the face. I was like, you don't remember. (laughs) You don't remember what this is like. But now that my twins are older, I think the same thing. I think, oh, that was a good time because of the lessons that I learned. But it was so, so hard. So So one thing that's neat about you guys is that you guys move around a ton. So you were in a small community in North Dakota, but then you guys lived in a super urban area too. 
Yeah. So we lived, when we were in Houston before North Dakota, it was the fourth largest city in the U.S., but we were in a suburb. So we had that opportunity to live in a house in a suburb, and then in North Dakota in a tiny town in a townhouse. And then we went from there a little bit of time in a little two-bedroom apartment in California, and then just super short, like six weeks. It was a really short amount of time. And then we went to live in downtown Salt Lake City, and we lived right downtown. So we were in, a, in an apartment overlooking this mall that had this creek going through and everything. We were right there in the heart of everything. And we moved to another apartment in that same area too. And it was very unique. I feel like everywhere we've been has been very unique. And, every, and most of the time you would think someone with four kids, four little kids doesn't belong in downtown in the city, but you can make anywhere work. And that's what we tried to do. And we had a lot of fun. What did you do though? Everywhere you live is going to have its ups and downs and pros and cons, but like not having a yard would be huge. It would be challenging for me. It was very challenging not having a yard, but I think, so we were in a two bedroom apartment again with the four kids and the twins slept in our closet and uh, the other kids shared a room. And I remember it just pushed us out the door, I would say more often. And that it was really hard to get all four little kids out the door, but it made us get out and explore. And so we would go to the planetarium. We would do a lot of free stuff like that. We would go to the children's museum. We would just, we ran through the sprinklers at a Bravenal Hall, which is the symphony. We would sled down those hills. There was a field, an open field. And we would go to that all the time for picnics. We flew kites at a historic park around the corner. There was a creek that went through the middle of downtown and we'd wait in the creek. So we just found ways to make our own kind of backyard experience. And it was inconvenient but it was also really fun. And our neighbors were across the hall, across the mall. I mean, we could see them through their windows across the mall. It was really fun. And it was hard because the kids didn't have friends, but we made friends of sidewalk musicians and we made friends of homeless people. I mean, they learned, they learned a lot at the time because there were a lot of homeless people and a lot of other things going on. So yeah, it made for interesting lessons and experiences. It was really quite incredible. And then you guys moved again, and now you're doing something completely different. Yeah. So we lived with my husband's parents for a few months when that project was over. He's in um, construction management engineering, so we go project to project. And COVID changed things up for us quite a bit that way, and so we weren't quite sure what we were going to do. And so we were living with them for a little bit, which is another experience, living with someone else for a while. And we did that for five months. And so we were, we were around lots of family the whole time. My kids loved it. They loved the cousins. We were next door to cousins. It was really a blast. It was, it was difficult in a lot of ways, just because you can't really, we couldn't really settle in, put down roots. I mean, I homeschool my kids, so it was really hard to get into routines and stuff like that with so many distractions, but it held a lot of good and a lot of opportunity for my kids. But now we're in North or in West Virginia. So we got an opportunity here and we jumped on it because as we've experienced everywhere we've been has been an incredible learning opportunity for us and growing experience. And this has been that like compounded because we've been moving. I think every couple of weeks, it seems like we're moving to another place to live because we didn't know how long we'd be here. So we were living in Airbnbs, living with just the stuff that was in our car. And we didn't know if we were gonna be here for two weeks or longer. So it's been exhausting and hard in that way, but amazing in all the things that we're learning and the different things we're able to do here. The people we're getting to know, it really, it's like a really long road trip is what it feels like. Like really every road trip, every family road trip is challenging and it's got its hard things, 
but always you come back and you're so glad you went and it was just so fun and exciting but then you're really glad to get back home right? so maybe we're at that part where we're ready to get back home or are you still yep. enjoying the adventure we're a little bit of both since i'm not back home and we won't have a home for a while we i, I keep trying to just focus on enjoying the adventure and trying to embrace that but i have my moments for sure especially lately where i'm like Okay, I am done unpacking and packing. I'm done. <laughs> but we're in a house right now that's month to month. So we get to stay here for as long as we need. That's good. Was it just your husband's employment in a factor in homeschooling? Or have you always homeschooled from the beginning? No, I never thought I would homeschool. It was never on my radar. She went to two years of preschool and then she was halfway through kindergarten. And I always held it in my back pocket, I guess, because I don't know. I just thought if she doesn't like it, I could always bring her home. I can always bring her home. But then we moved from North Dakota to Utah for a few months before going to California. And she went to another kindergarten there. And when we were going to move to California, didn't want to put her in another kindergarten. And so I thought, we'll just finish out the year and I'll just keep you home. And then from there, I started making some homeschool connections with people who homeschooled. I was looking more into it and I really felt drawn to it. A lot of the things about it just suited me and my personality and the way I like to do things. And so I was just drawn to it more and more. So we tried it out for the next year while we were downtown Salt Lake City, which worked out well because it was so much work to get through the elevator, down the stairs, across the parking garage, with my twins and my little boy, I had to always put them in a stroller to go anywhere and, and then pack it up in the car. It was so much work. So I'm like, I, don't, I just didn't want to do that so many times a day. So that was a big factor in, in homeschooling at the time. But the more we did it, the more I loved it and the more we loved it and felt like it just really, it really suited us well. And so that's why we keep doing it. And it's suited us well, especially here in West Virginia. It's been really good for us while we've moved around a lot. Do you constantly have spit up on your shirt? Let me tell you about my favorite burp cloths. They're from the Baby Burp Shop. These burp cloths are the best. They are large, 24 inches by 10 and a half inches. They're soft, comfy, durable, absorbent, and wash up well. I had more than one kid with acid reflux, and I felt like I always had to carry on a beach towel to catch all of their spit up. But once I discovered these burp cloths from Baby Burp Shop, I didn't use anything else. I washed them, and just reuse those same burp cloths. You can use them over your shoulder when burping, put them on your lap and use them to burp. They even have a snap on them so you can use the burp cloth around the baby's neck as a bib. Head to Baby Burp Shop on Etsy and use my promo code TWIN15 for 15% off your order. And while you're there, order one of their cute gift boxes for your friend, your neighbor, your cousin, your coworker. You can choose to add a handcrafted stuffed animal, a sweet little elephant or lion, a pacifier clip, a handcrafted hair bow or bow tie. Shipping is always free and your friend will appreciate the thoughtful gift that you didn't even have to prepare. Remember to use promo code TWIN15 at checkout for 15% off and free shipping. Oh, so you guys are not homesteading then in West Virginia. You guys bought a plot of land somewhere else. Yep. We bought so that's a long-term plan. Yeah, that's, well, I'm hoping it's shorter term. We can't wait to have a home of our own. But yeah, we bought a plot of land. We've just, I've just been really drawn to land. I think for many years, that was always our long-term goal was we venture around, we'll live a bunch of places, and then eventually we'll settle down on a piece of land close to family. But I didn't ever imagine quite what that would look like. But over the last couple of years, I've just felt more and more drawn to having a large piece of land and animals and just that slow lifestyle, kids running free. I just, I really love 
the thought of all of that and just learning together. I feel like there's a lot that kids can learn about work and good work habits and really being helpful and all that kind of stuff with a lot of things to manage, cows and horses and chickens and all kinds of things. And my kids are, are so excited. They pray every night to develop our land and to have animals. So they're really excited for it too. So have you guys been able to start developing the land and doing things there? It's been such a good learning process because it's a process, a very long process. Even just getting the land was a lot of work and doing the research to do all the due diligence that's required in buying a raw piece of land. Because we're going to have to, we are bringing in electricity, putting in a septic tank and a well and buying water rights. I mean, everything. But this is the only way that we could have the amount of land that we wanted and be able to afford it. And so what we're going to actually do, what we're working on right now is a subdivision plan. So we're doing the application for that right now. And so we're subdividing a few pieces off so that we can sell them to afford building our home and the barn and everything costs so much, especially when you, you're developing raw land. I mean, you're putting in the road, you're putting in all that. So we are in the process of getting the subdivision application done, and then we'll be able to do that. And when are you going to continue to travel on and live on the homestead occasionally? You know, my husband, it really is not ready to settle. He still wants to work other places and explore. And, and I still have some of that in me, but so much of me is just feeling like I'm ready to settle. I need to settle. I need to put down roots somewhere. I just want a community and a home. And I think, especially for my children, because I can sense that in them, that they're needing more stability, especially one of my twins just seems to get really anxious every time we're about to change something. And I feel like I just, we just need a little bit more stability for her and my son. I just think he could really use a pet and we haven't been able to have any pets all this time since we've been moving around constantly. I'm really wanting to settle down. And I think we will, I think we'll stay there at least a couple of years and then go from there. I'm kind of taking it as this may not be our forever home, but we're just going to build something that we love and then be open to whatever happens after that. And my husband is totally up for that too. So it'll be a home base at least. A home base. I like that. How do you handle the changes with your kids? I mean, you have little kids and you homeschool. How do you handle all of the changes with having your twins are three? That's mm -hmm. super little. Mm -hmm. I could not imagine trying to sit down and homeschool with three-year-olds. <laughs> and all this change. How do you manage that? I really just go with the flow. And I think a lot of what we're learning right now is how to handle change and resiliency and how to embrace everything, how to look for the good and not focus on the bad. And I, I personally have to work on that all the time because with changes and with moving and with everything, there's so much adjusting. Even just when we just first moved into this place, we had gone on a trip, a road trip to Florida just this last weekend. And when we moved in here, everyone's energy was really strong and really like the kids were high energy. I was emotional because I'm like, I'm not ready to unpack again and do this all over again. And I could just sense there was a lot of energy, high energy and high emotional intensity. And so we just take a few days to just ease out. And that's the luxury, I guess, of homeschooling is we can take the time to do that. I think a lot of the time is spending time adjusting and learning and experiencing playing a lot of that kind of stuff so yeah we've just taken the last couple days just today we got back into some of our math and language arts things like that because we just needed a few days to ease in so what do you do for yourself because you seem super in tune with your kids and their needs and what they need what do you do for yourself i've learned through the years that the morning is really my greatest opportunity and so a big part of that is trying to be disciplined to go to bed early, which I feel like has been my goal for the past 
nine years since I've been a mother and even before that, but is to get to bed early. And, and as I do that, I have been able to be, I've been able to get up early and have an hour or two to myself to pray and to study and to take time to just center myself in the way that I want to plan out my day and have that time for devotional and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's probably been the best thing for me. When I can start out my day on top of things, then my day goes a lot better, especially my temperament really impacts my children. And so if I can feel centered and feel on top of things and not trailing behind them, because many days I feel like I'm trailing behind them. I'm trailing behind everything (laughs) many days. So if I can at least be on top of my morning, then things go a lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. But easier said than done, because I'm a total night owl. That's been my focus, same as you, since I've been a mother. But... (laughs) I'm not as disciplined yet. I'm still working on it. But I do notice a difference when I am able to center myself before the day. Because if I wake up flustered and it's just all downhill from there. So one thing that's unique about big families. Now you come from a big family. You have a bunch of siblings. Yeah. And same with your husband. And you guys have a big family with twins. So it comes lots of comments. How do you handle other people's opinions of you or comments at the grocery store or even from family members because I think sometimes even family members are worse than the strangers we haven't had much from family members because we have we come from large families and much larger than I have myself double and even more than that I've noticed in different areas it's been different in Utah I really didn't get very many comments like that I think the size of our family is is not too unusual there but um, especially since we've been here in West Virginia on the east side, it seemed everywhere we went, every single person we made eye contact with made some comment about the size of our family, about my four little ones. And I was actually quite baffled by that. I was very surprised because I thought, didn't think I had a very large family and I want more children. I wish I could have more, but they were quite surprised. And usually we're just trying to make conversation. They were just kind, but I could tell sometimes they were like, whoa, like that's crazy. And the comments I would get, wow, that's a tribe you got there. Or that's a full basketball team almost. Or are you from the daycare? Like just all these different comments. And I just say, yeah, they're online. And they're like, oh, wow. And I say, yeah, it's wonderful. Because I think people know it's hard to have kids because it is, we all know that it's really challenging, but I don't think everyone knows how wonderful it is. And so that's just what I try to bring attention to because I don't think a lot of people know it or perhaps believe it. So I want them to know that I love it. And even though it's hard, we all know it's hard. I love it. I really love it. And I wouldn't have anything different. You have great little nuggets that you put on Facebook all the time that are just so endearing and positive. And I just really appreciate how you recognize that things are so hard, but there's always a silver lining or positive things that can come out of hard situations. And I super appreciate your positivity. You're a fun person to follow because of that. Plus your photography is gorgeous. So (laughs) your pictures are never blurry iPhone pictures there. Phenomenal, very talented. That's just because that's what I love to do. You're great at it and you should not be so modest and your photography is amazing. I heard maybe you were going to put that into a book. Yes, yes. So I am, I have seen that a number of people have resonated with it. I just, I don't know why I like to share my heart so much on why I like to put it out there. I don't know what it is, but but I do. A couple years ago felt kind of this feeling like this impression that I needed to put it in a book. 
And so I, it's scary. I even consider that. So I'm thinking maybe I won't even get it published. Maybe it'll just be for my family. Maybe nothing will come of it, but I think I'm going to go for that. I'm going to, I'm at least just going to see perhaps this could resonate with other people too. And I find it resonates with a lot of older women who have been through their childbearing years and love to reminisce along with me. And as well as those who are in it with me and experiencing it all, it it resonates with them too. Motherhood is tough, but there's so many good things about being a mother. But yeah, it is not easy, No, but there are so many positive things about it. Tell us what else you're doing. Would you like to plug anything else, your photography course or anything? So the photography course that I did is, it's actually not really available anymore, only because we did it as a fundraiser for Operation Underground Railroad. And that has closed. And I think some of, I think most of it's all probably still pretty relevant, but, but it might slightly be outdated. I'm not sure it was a while ago, but no, if anyone wants to follow along on Instagram or wherever, I'm just at my name, Tammy Schellenberg. I will put that in the show notes, her Instagram uh, um, handle. So you can follow her and get her inspiration on her cute little family. I'll say little because you have less kids than me. And would you, I don't know, do you have anything else to say? Words of wisdom or anything you'd like to impart with the listeners? Just, I would say in everything that we've been through, all of the changes, all of the challenges and everything, as everyone goes through changes and challenges, especially in motherhood. But I think the biggest thing that has helped me is gratitude. I feel like I've just developed a habit of it. I just can't even look at the negative stuff because it really drags me down quite fast. I'm, I think I'm a pretty emotional person. So if I just focus on on the good and, oh my goodness, the sun came out today, or I don't know, I, I was just so grateful that the house had a patch of dirt in the back that my kids can play. And there's just always lots of little, any little thing that I can find to be grateful for, I put all my focus on that. And then it doesn't leave room for the hard stuff. And I do feel the hard stuff. And once I feel it, I just let myself feel it and then let it go. But I think gratitude has been a saving grace for me and has has enabled me to find a lot of joy in even the hard because I can feel the growth and that's something I can be grateful for. Thank you, Tammy. I really appreciate this interview. I hope that Tammy inspired you as much as she inspires me on enjoying motherhood. Even though there are tough things, we can still enjoy being moms and supporting each other. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you want to hang out some more, you can follow me on Instagram at Neighborhood Twin Mom. If you want more information on what we talked about in this episode or transcription of the audio, head to NeighborhoodTwinMom.com. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star rating and review. This helps other people be able to find the podcast. Music for this episode was composed by Cameron Norby. Find more of his work on YouTube.